Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner, back. A special Thursday edition of the show, a preview edition of the show. We are here to go through all of the week 16 slate of games. Talk about the things that stand out to us. It's fantasy playoff season, Jamie. We've got players ending up on the COVID list each and every day of the week, it feels like at this point. So a lot of stuff uh, to get into and tell everybody about uh, for this week 16 slate of games ahead of. We got games on. We got games tonight. We got games on Saturday. We got games on Sunday, games on Monday. It is reaching that point of the season. And if you want to get in on the action on some of these games, head on over to our friends over at betonline.ag. They remain your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action this season. And you can head over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you got to do is use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive that Bonus bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And Jamie, where we I don't start wanna... is oh, okay. I was trying to do your thing. That's for the light box read later on in the show. Don't worry, I'll get us there uh, a little bit later on. I was going to say, Jamie, the last couple of weeks of Thursday night games have been pretty entertaining, if I'm remembering the slate correctly. And we get another one tonight, 49ers Titans. The 49ers trying to keep pace in what is a fun NFC playoff picture. The Titans trying to recover off of this loss to Tennessee. And I think if we're going to look at this from a fantasy perspective, we talked a little bit about both of these teams when we did the recap. Debo Samuel conversation continues to be probably the most prevalent one on the San Francisco side of things they're not going to have Eliza Mitchell back in this football game so that probably means Jeff Wilson's going to be your lead back despite all the Debo Samuel stuff so those are the big storylines on the 49er side of things and then on the Tennessee side of things I think it's the uh, Deontay Foreman uh, do we know if AJ Brown is back in this football game? yes AJ Brown and Julio Jones will both be playing in this game well, they'll both Brown. be starting this football yeah. game on the field okay so AJ Brown will be the one that will be the most Julio Jones will be out by the second quarter yeah, I would say, like, I, I kind of want to be a, a you-know-what, but, like, we don't think – like, what would you put the odds on of Julio Jones making it through this game? It's pretty low. Like, that's why I – I mean, look, the hamstring injury has been a problem for him for a while now. I end up putting Julio Jones at wide receiver 39. So there is a scenario where you're playing him in a flex spot or you're a really deep league, but I don't think he's a priority play. I put A.J. Brown up at wide receiver 20. I still love the matchup. I still love his talent. They're going to need to throw the football. Now, Tannehill might not have a lot of time to throw the football with a couple offensive linemen that are out in this game. I, it, it's tough to trust either one of these players, but I feel a little bit more confident throwing A.J. Brown back in as a wide receiver two or flex play than I do throwing Julio Jones in there because I just don't trust he's going to start and finish this game. The Browns and the Packers are the first of the two Saturday games. Um, the big question mark, I think, here – and it's ripple effect to the rest of your fantasy team because I don't know how many leagues in the playoffs you're playing this guy. Still don't know if Baker Mayfield's going to come off of the COVID list in time. The, the expectation is, is that he will. He just hasn't yet. So that's always something that's lingering over uh, this football game, at least on the on the Cleveland side of things when it comes to the skill position players. Uh, Nick Chubb, Donovan Peoples-Jones. They are getting Austin Hooper back already. That's correct, Jamie. Yep. I, I, listen, I'm just going to be believe, honest everybody. Look, it's tough to keep up with this stuff. All right, everybody? The, the, we're gonna. This is a good point to have this conversation, Chris. This is where 
and I saw this floating around Twitter last week, and I think it really applies again this week. If you have two players close or even and you're looking for tiebreakers, go with the players playing first. If you have guys playing on Thursday night, if you have guys playing on Saturday and they're cleared and they're active and they're not out of the game, just prioritize those players for a small tiebreaker. I'm not saying you start the 30th wide receiver over the 20th wide receiver because of this, but you might start the 23rd wide receiver over the 20th because a lot is going to change. The positive side of things from a fantasy perspective is with these new rules, a lot more guys are going to get cleared. So the the timeline of getting these guys cleared is not what it felt like a few weeks ago, assuming they are vaccinated. If they're unvaccinated, like Cole Beasley, like Harrison Butker, those 10-day windows are still open. They're out. So obviously, if you have Cole Beasley or Harrison Butker in your lineup, make sure you you have a replacement for those guys. But um, for anybody, you know, if Aaron Rodgers happens to get it, he would be out. Everybody else even this late in the game has a chance if they go on the list to play it. If they're already on the list, they have a chance to get cleared. So you're really just going to have to be vigilant right up to kickoff. Yeah. And I think the important thing to note here as well is because guys are coming on and off of this list so frequently over the last two, two and a half weeks, it's tough to keep track of who has come off and who is expected to come off. And Baker Mayfield's a good example of that because you, if you're, if you were watching the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl last night, like I was between Missouri and Army, on the bottom line, it talks about how Baker Mayfield expected to play. Well, he has not off the list yet, right? And so you can get lost in this nuance of how all of this is being done. Uh, and so it's just be vigilant, be keep up on this stuff. And Jimmy, I think your point is so accurate. If there is a tiebreaker and you are talking about a guy that is plus or minus, I think four or five spots in one direction i think you lean with the guy who's going to play the soonest because there's less of a chance that they're going to be ruled out late and you are going to put yourself in a very bad spot um on the Packers side of things you're starting aaron jones you're starting aaron Rodgers, you're starting Devontae adams i think all of those things are, are extremely relevant i saw a really good clip and jimmy i'll send it to you in the in the in the in, in the post-show breakdown of Devontae Adams talking with reporters oh, yeah, about, with how, screenshots of, about how about how yeah. the Ravens were covering him. And he, and he looked like he was looking down at his phone and something, and he literally pulled up his phone, and it had all of the coverages that were – like he had them on his phone. That's how much of a, a film junkie he is, and then gave a very thoughtful answer over what he do, what he does when, when presented with that defense. So if you haven't seen it, I'll retweet it from the TD and Fantasy account so everybody uh, can take a listen to that. It's very the other good thing from this game, Chris, too, is if he gets cleared off the COVID list, Marquez Valdez-Scantling has been coming on lately. I think he's a top 50 wide receiver. So that's something I would keep an eye on with him as well. Had a really good game uh, Sunday Sunday night. Let, yeah, let them receiving. Whenever the whenever the, the Packers – all these games blend together now. Right. Whenever they played – yeah. they didn't play Sunday night because that was the Saints. They played – whenever they played. Probably Sunday afternoon. He, he played well. It was. It was the Ravens Sunday afternoon. So the sun goes down Baltimore. here at 4. So yeah, everything like whatever. half the schedule feels like a night game. Um, the Saturday slate's very good, Jamie, because the other game we have to talk about is between the Colts and the Cardinals. And I think from real life football, I'm very intrigued by this because the Cardinals three and four uh, since starting the year seven and other kind of losing their grasp on the NFC West. And I look at this this football game, uh, the Colts offensive skill players outside of Jonathan Taylor didn't give you a whole lot last week because Carson Wentz only threw the ball 12 times. I don't expect that to be the case against this Cardinal defense uh, on Saturday. I think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot more. You're still going to get your healthy dose of Jonathan Taylor, but I expect bounce back performances uh, from Michael Pittman, uh, from T.Y. Hilton, and from all those guys in the in the Colts passing offense. And then on the Cardinal side of things, do we know if the dual running back setup is back for the Cardinals? Is it going to be both Chase Edmonds and James Conner? Do we know yet what's going on here? Probably. Um, it doesn't seem like there's there's much 
risk there injury wise so far. So I think we're we're safe that both those guys are going to play. Obviously, anything can happen with with the COVID list. But have you seen this interesting stat, Chris? Um, that got tweeted out. Trey Wingo tweeted this out of kind of like the he calls it the uh, the Kingsbury fade over these last three seasons. So over the last three years, the Cardinals are fifteen five and one through the first seven weeks of the season. They are eight and seventeen after week seven. It's a very interesting thing that they have continued to have this like slide late. So this is a this is a trademark uh, Cliff Kingsbury thing. Uh, there was a, a a colleague in the business that I am failing to remember who it was, but I, they're they're a follow of mine, and I remember them talking about it on Twitter that this is what Cliff Kingsbury does, and he's done it at every stop going back to his Texas Tech days, of how in the second half of seasons, his teams begin to fade, that they do not have the same juice that they had in the first half. Combine that, Jamie, the, the, the team overall fading, with the fact that I don't think it's a hot take on this show to say that we don't think Cliff Kingsbury is the best in-game coach out there, and he makes no. some, some questionable decisions. So add that to the mix, and you certainly open up the opportunity for a statistic like Trey Wingo's to, to be relevant. But again, you're, you're playing Kyler. Um, we talked about the Christian Kirk, A.J. Green debate. Um, I'm on the Christian Kirk side of things, at least in the short term. Um, I still think A.J. Green's a big red zone target, but I think in terms of like volume, I think they're gonna. it's going to go Christian Kirk's way. Um, and we'll see if this Cardinal offense can get back on track. Yeah, feel free to throw Michael Pittman Jr. right back into your lineup this week. Obviously, yeah. had the, the rough game, the ejection, but uh, he should be right back in your lineup this week. Um, in a super deep league, I'm real. I'm intrigued by Wesley, Antoine Wesley, because he's the one that's getting the the massive uh, snap share bump with Hopkins out. But I don't think for 99 of you out there, it's going to be any relevancy whatsoever. But wanted just to throw that note out there. A battle between the number one and number two overall picks in last year's draft. The Jags take on the Jets, two and twelve versus three and eleven. Uh, Jamie, I think the important thing to note here on the Jets side of things is I think any of the skill position players that you are considering are all in COVID protocol for the Jets right now. Michael Carter is in is in protocol. Uh, Elijah Moore is in protocol. Uh, the head coach is in is in the protocol. He's probably not coaching on Sunday. So for a team that is devoid of a lot of fantasy relevant options in the first place in the New York Jets, I don't really know if there's anybody that you're really considering. All that much. No, not unless Michael Carter comes off the list. Like that's really the extent of, of this right now on the Jets. On the Jaguars side, there are some intriguing pieces. Obviously, James Robinson, we talked about on the show yesterday, top 10 fantasy running back for this week. He should have a really solid game here, should easily get in the end zone again against this, this porous Jets, de- Jets defense. But uh, again, if you're down bad, um, guys like LaVisca Chanel, guys like Laquan Treadwell, uh, are at least in full PPR a little bit more relevant for you going into this game. But if these Jets guys don't come off the list, this is going to be a this will be a game. It'll be it'll be on the schedule. I'm surprised the total still in the 40s. To be honest with you, you're surprised it hasn't gone down to the 30s. It's close though. It's only 41 and a half. So we don't. Still, have it's not even of... the lowest total of the week. What's the lowest total of the week? What? Oh, I see. Uh, the, I John, see. John I got Eagles. It. Yeah, well, Jalen Hurts and Jake Fromm, SEC throwback week. There in Philadelphia? Yep. Yeah, fair fair enough. Um, I, I think I was I was interested to see where you had um, newly crowned favorite of the show, Laquan Treadwell. Uh, you have him as wide receiver 60 this week. Yeah. So, again, not a huge deeper league. Like, with everybody yeah. available, I'm not, I'm not saying you, you have to throw him in your lineup. But in a full PPR league, in a deeper league, like, he's been really solid for you. So, just again, guys that are, 
I want to be I want to be cognizant of those that are playing in a little bit deeper formats and and those that might have to make these decisions with with players like this. Some respect being put on the name of the of a guy on the, one of the next two teams I want to talk about, and I'm going to bring him up every chance I get. The Lions taking on the Falcons, and he's close, Jamie. He is so close to to squeaking into wide receiver two territory this week. Wide receiver 27, Amon Ross St. Brown. He's close. He's going to finish the year. One of these rankings down the stretch, he's going to be a top – he's going to be a wide receiver too. He's going to be a top 24 wide receiver. I'm convinced of it. And by the way, g- given the state of the running back position, wide receiver 27 is still must start. Like that is a guy you get in your flex territory. Uh, I love Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm getting a ton of volume, ton of targets and catches. Really, it started with that Vikings game. Uh, obviously, everyone thinks about the the game-winning touchdown that he gets on the on the final play of the game, but he was heavily involved in that game throughout. Double-digit targets, targets. double-digit catches. Yeah, uh, he's been a huge part of that offense, and really, this Lions offense is operating, as I mentioned yesterday, at, at a decent level for fantasy. Like you're getting production from Amon Ross St. Brown, you're getting production from Josh Reynolds, production from Craig Reynolds, uh, even Jared Goff's been not terrible in superflex formats, and. That should continue this week against Atlanta. Uh, I, I think you're going to actually be happy starting a couple different Lions in this game, but none more than I'm on Ross St. Brown. Is Jared Goff back this week? Uh, I mean, I, as a super flex, I believe I have him in, in my top 20. No, Let me I, double check I, here. Well, no, no, I meant... Oh, you mean back? Like, is he, is off? he off the... Who knows? That's the thing. Um, if I had to guess today, I think Tim Boyle starts. But 17 hours ago, knows? the Detroit News headline... This is, again, I'm just reading a headline, so this is bad of me. Lions Boyle prepares for likely second start as golf remains in COVID limbo. That was 17 hours ago. So we'll see. Something to keep an eye on. I still would start on Monroe St. Brown either way, just given the depth of his targets. It probably knocks Josh Reynolds down a bit because uh, I think the connection with him and golf was more significant. But uh, I'm not starting Boyle. But, yeah, we'll see. Like he, he's a, That's a good call out. I forgot that he, 18 million people on COVID right now. Um is something to kind of monitor, but I, I still would I would still put um, Ross St. Brown in my flex spot regardless of the quarterback, but it does make Josh Reynolds a little bit less of an exciting deep fl- uh, flex option for you. Uh, Falcon side of things, Coral Patterson, definitely a start. Yeah, We're- put him right back in your lineup. Knows a rough week there. Russell Gage is an every week starter as a flex at this point. He's right. Like you know what? I'm on St. Brown are next to each other. You know what I hadn't looked at this week? I hadn't looked at where Kyle Pitts had gone in the tight end rankings. He moved up a bit. I think from where he was last week, but he's still yeah, tied move, in eleven. Yeah, he was at like fifteen last week. Move up to eleven. Probably move up a little higher again. I don't know if Frymuth's going to play. Like there, there are some of these guys that are. Some of this is fluid. Like I don't want to, especially with these new rules. Like unless they're unvaccinated and are out for the the ten days, I'm not. I don't want to take these COVID guys off of my rankings yet because we haven't really seen what a full week of these new rules look like yet. I don't know how many of these guys are going to get cleared on Thursday night, Friday, Saturday. So I want to at least leave them in there, but. I mean, look, Kyle Pitts is starter worthy. It's just there's no. It doesn't seem like there's any touchdown upside for him right now. At least the way that he's been used. 153 yards over the final three games is the number that I'm searching for. So Kyle Pitts it. can get to get to a thousand yard season. He's about 50 yards a game, and he's been playing well as of late. Yeah, he'll get it. No, he's he's having a remarkable season. Just if if Kyle Pitts had six touchdowns this year, we would be talking about him in a different stratosphere right? than we are now. We were talking yeah. about him like we talked about Jamar Chase for the first half of the year. It's it's the lack of touchdowns that has really caused us to kind of sour on him. Like, he's still going to finish the year. Honestly, he's going to live up, in terms of just total fantasy points, he's going to match his ADP. It's going to be the weirdest run to it. Nobody's going to feel like that he did, but he's going to match his like tight end 5 ADP probably. The Ravens take on the Bengals. 
And this, what a fun game this is. Just considering the AFC North implications of a division that is wide open for anybody to take. And there's a lot of fantasy value here. Do we know Joe Mixon's status? Do we know if he is... is this is... We don't. We don't know Joe Mixon's status. We don't know Lamar Jackson's status. Lamar Jackson's status. status. We were going to get to him, yeah. This is this is going to be – this game can go in a lot of directions. Um, as we talked about on the show yesterday, obviously Lamar Jackson plays, you play him. If he doesn't, Tyler Huntley would come in right around QB 13 for me. So I think both those guys are viable options. Mark Andrews is a start no matter what. Same thing with Marquise Brown. So there's really not a lot to go on that standpoint. You'd like the running backs a little bit more in Baltimore, Latavius Murray's Devonta Freeman's if – Lamar Jackson's in there, but again, neither one of those guys I feel like are really should be in your lineup, even as flexes. Like you probably have a wide receiver you'd like better. On the Cincy side of things, yeah, all eyes are on Joe Mixon. Uh, if he plays, he's obviously an elite start for you. If not, Smaj P. Ryan's going to move up into that low end RB2, high end flex territory for you. Uh, again, keep an eye on that. Hopefully, you have both of those guys on your roster right now so you don't have to panic about making that decision. I guess, Chris, here's my question for you. And, and we talked sure. about this on the show yesterday. Like, you've now had a day to chew on this. If you have, because I think this is probably the biggest question that anybody that has a Bengals player has, and just have Jamar Chase. I haven't met wide receiver 18. Don't feel super confident about it. Love the matchup. But I, I mean, would, if you had Jamar Chase right now, oh, and let's say you had him with some of these guys that have come on late, let's say the Christian Kirks, Gabriel Davis's, Van Jefferson's, Russell Gage, Amon Ross St. Brown. Are you benching Jamar Chase for a couple of those guys? It's a great question. And when you were asking it, here's what I was thinking about. We just saw, and I'm not comparing the two players. Let me just make it particularly clear that I'm not saying that Jamar Chase is Devontae Adams, but just let me get my point out. We saw last week, with how decimated the Ravens are at corner, the the tack that they took with Devontae Adams. They're just going to stick two guys on you. We're going to bracket you over there. We're going to take you out of the equation. Now, do they feel that they need to do that with Jamar Chase because of how much of a downfield threat he is? That's the question that you have to ask yourself, I think, when you're making this determination. Do I feel the Ravens are going to take a similar approach with Jamar Chase that they did with Devontae Adams? Because if they don't, I don't think they have the horses to stay with Devontae, to stay with Jamar Chase for four quarters. If they play man, if they play single coverage, if they do not double up, if they do not bracket him, then I think Jamar Chase has a great day and I'm playing him. So you got to ask yourself what you think they're going to do. Do you think Harbaugh continues to do what he did, like against Devontae Adams, and continue to identify the number one threat on an opposing defense and put a bracket on that guy and take him out of the equation? Because it's been the re- the injuries to the Ravens' the defensive backfield is the reason why he's gone for two late in games. That's why he hasn't played for overtime. I mean, it's been one of the things he's talked about behind this decision-making. So it has been at the forefront of their thought process from a real-life football perspective over the last couple of weeks. So you got to wonder if they are going to do that again here this week with Jamar Chase. I don't know if they can, Jamie. I think they got to try to cover T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd as well. So in my mind, I think I'm still I, I think I think I'm rolling the dice with Jamar Chase this week because I don't think they do what they did against Devontae Adams. I don't think they can afford to. And there's also like the, the upside play to this too. Like if Jamar Chase could win you your matchup, like he has that sort of potential on him. So Wide re- Again, put him as a wide receiver too. I understand if you want to bench him for some of these guys. Like I said on the show yesterday, if you want to play a hotter guy, or a St. Brown, a Gage, like I, I don't think I would stop you. I get it. I, I don't think that's – again, when I put these rankings together, they are what I would do. 
I'm not necessarily telling you what to do. You have to make those decisions. But this is what I would do in that scenario. Uh, the Rams taking on the Vikings uh, in Minnesota. What a fun uh, 1 p.m. slate so far, Jamie, as we go through these games for, for the day after Christmas while you're hanging out with all your, your gifts on the next day watching some football. You got some good football to watch here. Uh, Sony Michelle, I think the big thing on the Rams side of things, we touched on that on yesterday's show, that we feel that while the distribution might not be the same, he is certainly going to, I think, get the the lion's share of this workload here, uh, at least in the short term. Um, I, Jamie, I you know, for, I, I love to give great advice here on this show, and it's just what I do so well. Where are you going to start? Play Cooper Cup in all of your fantasy leagues if you have them. That's my advice to you. Yeah, um, you Cooper play Cup, that wide guy. receiver one. Uh, I would at least get him into a flex spot. Yeah. Yeah. You got to find room for him somewhere. He's, he's been pretty good. Do you know how good of a season he's having, Jamie? Have you actually contextualized and looked at the statistics? Not just oh, fantasy, but just overall. It's yeah. it's he, absurd what he's doing. He's having like he's having a Christian McCaffrey like gap between him and everybody else right now. The old school Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I thought it's, about this more. We talked about fantasy MVP um on the show yesterday. I think it's gotta be Cooper Cup. But so I think it's got to be Cooper Cup now over Taylor. Just like looking at the gap now between Cup and wide receiver two is is monstrous. But Can't wait for uh, Jonathan Taylor's four-touchdown game on Saturday to make you change your mind. Yeah, I'm not even sure that's going to make me change so my mind. But we are in – hold on. We are in the fantasy playoffs, which means some some player or some running back is going to do something stupid and go for like five touchdowns like Austin Eckler did earlier in the season. It's going to happen. Or the Alvin Kamara game that won, that's that won key. leagues last year. He did it last year, right? And won, yeah. won a bunch of people their league. So it's going to happen at some point. Well, I'd rather have that than like the week we had where like most of the superstars didn't do you know what. Like, I, I I, I'd rather have that. Uh, if, for this game, uh, get I would still put Van Jefferson and Odell Beckham back in your lineup as potential flex plays. Sony Michelle over Daryl Henderson slightly if you have both, but I think both are flex startable for you and even low end RB twos. Minnesota, I would love if Thielen plays in this game because I would have him as a top fifteen wide receiver. Excuse me, top fifteen wide receiver if he plays, but. I have no idea if he's going to play or not. Uh, that's the get story of the the fantasy playoffs this year. Who's going to play? Um, obviously, get Cook back in life, all that other fun stuff. But uh, yeah, play all your stars in this game. This is going to be one of the most fantasy relevant games out there. This is going to have decide some matchups where man, two top three receivers. Cooper Cup's my wide receiver one. Justin Jefferson's my wide receiver three. Adam Thielen plays. That's that's three guys in the top fifteen. Like this is an exciting fantasy matchup and. Uh, I don't know. This is a, this is a weird game. Like I could see the Rams winning this game by twenty or like squeaking this out on a last second field goal. But they could also lose too. That's certainly that, a, that a, is within the realm of that possibility. It, that yes. is that one is of the a thing that could happen. That's allowed. Yeah, it could happen. Uh, the Bills and the Patriots in the man. I just hate that the Patriots are just relevant in the AFC East. It just it just grinds my gears. Relevant? They're going to win it. They, they, listen, if the Bills win this football game, they, it'll be tied. So easy there. Uh, Stefan Diggs, you're playing. Josh Allen, you're playing. What do you make of this Buffalo running back situation? That's my question for you about this football game. Singletary week, played well. And, and played a lot, which I think is the almost the more key point. because Well, they because he was shown... unabated. Zach Moss was out. Oh, yeah. Well, Zach Moss sucks. And, but he was out. And Matt Breed is in the doghouse. So, like, right. th- that's the thing. Like, the biggest issue with Buffalo's running backs, it's not that they, they couldn't be productive fantasy-wise, is that they were either splitting touches or would have no idea who would get what carries. And last week, they showed an extreme willingness to give Devin Singletary the ball early, often, and always. Um, do you trust them enough to get in your lineup for the fantasy playoffs? 
I, I don't know. Um, trying to see where I ended up slotting him here. Like, I don't feel like I, I slotted him high because he's got a tough match. Yeah, RB40. He's got a tough matchup. I'd probably bump him up a little bit by the end of the week here. But I, I just, to me, just given the matchup, I just don't. And just like the not then the the low likelihood he gets in the end zone, like I'm just not enthused to play Devin Singletary. Like I know some of these guys above him are either going to not come off the COVID list or you know something like that could happen where he's going to end up getting bumped up to closer to flex territory. But you know I'd rather take a shot on Deonta Foreman or a Craig Reynolds or a Jordan Howard getting in the end zone against the Giants in a game where they should be up big. Like I, I would take a chance on any of those guys than I would Devin Singletary. So. He's not the worst play. Like I, I feel better about him than what the RB forty ranking indicates, but I don't feel good enough about him to say he needs to be in your lineup. Like there are just there's hell. There are guys on the waiver wires right now that I might play over him. We go to a game in which I think there is only one team that has fantasy relevant storylines. The Giants are taking on the Eagles, and I think the only team that has relevant fantasy storylines is the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts. Well, no, there's there's some there's some relevant storylines on the Giants. Like, I, I think it's at least – yeah, I'm just kidding. There's really not. You're not playing any Giants Jake players. Jake Fromm is the start. No offense to Jake Fromm. But no, he can take offense. Jake Fromm is Just the stand 35 player. yards down the field. He won't be able to hit you with it. So, you're fine. No Sterling Shepard. Kenny Galladay's been just uh, non-existent. Nothing special. You're not playing Galladay. I'm not playing Kadarius Tony in the first game back unless you're in a super deep league. Um, I do think if you're, again, hashtag down bad, uh, Devontae Booker as a desperation option for you. Another guy I would play over Devin Singletary uh, for the Giants. Uh, Eagles is interesting because obviously I'm putting Sanders right back in. I know the touchdown stuff sucks, but they're using him a ton. I think Howard's a decent deep league play again in the same conversation we just had with the Devontae Bookers, Devin Singletary's blah, blah, blah of the world because he has a, at least a decent chance of getting in the end zone. Hurts is a must start. Goddard's a must start at this point. Uh, this will be an interesting game here. The question to, to me, the question is, is where do the rushing touchdowns go? Does Jalen Hurts suck up them all again like he did last week, or do they get distributed back to the running backs a little bit? I don't think I'm starting an Eagles receiver, though. No no Devonta Smith for you. I'm not excited about starting Devonta Smith or Quez Watkins or Jalen Rager or Greg Ward or any of those those dudes. So, like, the only pass catcher that's not a running back I'm starting is is Goddard. The Panthers, the Bucs. I think the big storyline here is this is the Bucs' first game following the injuries to Chris Godwin, to Mike Evans, to Leonard Fournette. It is the return of Antonio Brown to this team. There's a lot of stuff to keep an eye on. The worst time of the year for this stuff to happen in the midst of fantasy playoffs, you need to figure out what an offense is going to look like because they've lost a couple of players. But if there's a guy to, to bet on, it's probably the guy wearing number 12 at the quarterback position for the Bucks to figure this out and to get this offense rolling again after their uh, lackluster, is the word I'll use, performance on Sunday night against nice. the Saints. That's a, that's a um, nice way to, to put that effort. Um, what are you look, doing with this wide receiver group? I'm playing Antonio Brown everywhere. That I feel very confident in. Uh, wide receiver 15 for me this week. Even if he doesn't get a full workload, I think he's going to because he's going to have to. Uh, if Evans plays, which he could, he hasn't been ruled out yet, uh, he, you obviously throw him in there. I'm waiting to see everybody else. Like, is it going to be Tyler Johnson? Is it going to be Rashad Perriman? Or is it going to be also on the COVID list? Like, who's going to emerge as that third option? Uh, I will kind of wait and see on that mode. I'm not going to play any of those other options there. I think Ronald Jones is at least worth being in your lineup as a low-end RB2. No, but they, they brought in Le'Veon Bell, Jamie. They brought in Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is hashtag washed. And uh, where did he end up on the running back rankings for the week? He didn't make my top 50. 
because he shouldn't. Um, so he didn't get there. Uh, I'm not playing Sean Vaughn, who's just not a good, not a good player. I'm sorry. Yeah, you've been on this for a while. This has kind of been one. Of he's your, not one good. Of it was a bad pick at the time. It's it's remained a bad pick. But yeah, he's just not good. Uh, Ronald Jones. I mean, he could have a monster game here. He could also fumble in the first quarter and and be sent to Siberia. So like, there's always that risk that you take with him. But given the upside, given the matchup, the fact they should be winning this game, the Bucks are still double digit point favorites in Charlotte for this matchup should be able to run the ball effectively that I like playing Ronald Jones there. So get Ronald Jones back in your get Ronald Jones in your lineup, get Antonio Brown back in your lineup if Evans plays, obviously play him. Uh I'm a little bit lower on Brady than I have been for obvious reasons. Uh he comes in as my QB9. I doubt you have a better option uh because all the guys above him are like the other superstars. So I doubt you had Brady and somebody else, but maybe you did at this point in the year. So at least you got to look, you know, if you had you know, let's say a Matthew Stafford or an Aaron Rodgers or a Jalen Hurts alongside Brady, then I would play all of those guys. But uh, otherwise, that's really about it. I'm not in th- uh, Gronk, obviously, uh, continues to be a top five fantasy play, should get a ton of targets in this matchup as well. So that's kind of is what it is. But really, the advice is put Ronald Jones in your lineup and make sure Antonio Brown is playing. Uh, that, yeah, nothing on the Panther side of things. No, we're, we're OK. So Cam's going to start, but Darnold it, might play. Gonna, like, weird. I don't just, know just what weird. the hell is going on there i i think if you're i have cam rated as right now my qb 14 15 because he's got the rushing touchdown upside i i wouldn't be excited to play him but if you're in a super flex league i still think he's a solid option there you're playing dj Moore, and i'm not playing anybody else i'm not playing hubbard or not playing anderson or not playing uh abdullah I, I i'm really just super flex cam dj Moore. that's it the chargers and the texans and I think on the Chargers side of things, uh, Eckler in the protocol, that's probably something the big to watch, thing, something to keep an eye on. Don't know. He's my RB2 this week. Like, I well, would love him this week. Spoiler alert, he won't be your RB2 if he doesn't play. So, that, that'll, you'll, they're, they're not the best in the business for nothing, Chris. They, there will be some changes to the list if that's the case. Um, we had this conversation going into the Thursday night game against the Chiefs about this. You, you, I think you're firmly entrenched in the uh, Justin Jackson camp Correct. over Joshua Kelly camp, just yeah. in general. Um, so that is your that is your advice to everybody. If Austin Eckler doesn't play and you need to hedge uh, with yeah, that Justin guy. Jackson is a must start uh, in that scenario. If Eckler does not play, I, I again I'll have to run the numbers with him, but my just the eyeball test tells me he's going to be somewhere right around RB sixteen or seventeen. So like you you would put him right in your lineup if Eckler is out. Uh, the Texan side of things. Brandon Cooks question mark? Well, isn't isn't he in the protocol now too? You know what? I don't know. Man. <laughs> let me look. Let, let me do a quick. Google I think he search. is. So it, it's yes. Brandon Cooks is a must start if he plays. But again, he's in the protocol as well. He is You're in the protocol. Him. I yeah, didn't of course see everybody's this. in the protocol. There's no other fantasy relevant Texan this week. Davis Mills is fine as a low end QB two in a super flex, but otherwise you're really just waiting for for Brandon Cooks. You know Even what? Brandon We've, Cooks is out. I'm not excited to start like Nico Collins or some of these other guys. Like I still think there are better options elsewhere. We have pulled up a list now of all the players that are that are on the protocol. Probably should Maybe we just better off telling us who's not in the protocol. Probably should have done that. There are more than 150 players on the COVID list. So yeah, apologies. It's ridiculous. Apologies if I miss one over the course of And there's going to be 20 more that are added since once the show ends. Maybe before we post it. It's just it's unfortunately it's the world we live in right now. 
It is the world we live in. Um, it is the holiday season, and you can say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds, the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest-quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced so that they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. I'm going to add some sparkle to this show, Jamie, by transitioning to the afternoon slate of games, the Bears and the Seahawks. This game, oh, big sparkle for everybody. This game in the afternoon slate. I, yeah. I, the, I pass the baton to you, Jamie. I'm not even going to set up this game. I'm not even going to tell you what I think about this game. I want you to tell the people anything. Give me something. There, there is, I mean, there is a decent amount of fantasy relevancy in this game. You know, David Montgomery is a worthwhile starter. Rashad Penny is a potential flex option, low-end flex, but a potential flex option. Um, I don't think Russell Wilson or Justin Fields are the worst plays this week, um, but it's just – it's a lot of meh in this game. Like Mooney's a, is a okay option for you. You're starting to get Tyler there, but guess who's on, uh, guess who's uh, yeah, on the protocol? Gonna... It's it's Tyler Lockett. And then, you know, DK Metcalf hasn't been great, but it's still probably worthy of being, you know, a low end wide receiver too. You're kind of in wait and see mode on this game. There's still a lot of, again, you're, you're starting Metcalf regardless. You'll start Lockett if he plays. You'll start Montgomery. You're starting Mooney. If you're in super flex, you'd be excited to start Russell Wilson and Justin Fields, but uh, otherwise, it's just man, it's just it's it's brutal. It's brutal. Speaking of brutal, the next game I think for a lot of fantasy managers is the game that is causing you a lot of agita right now: the Steelers and the Chiefs. Because for right now, in this moment, if you have if you have Harrison Butker as your kicker, you don't got him this week. He's gone. You got to find a new kicker for the fantasy playoffs. Right now, as of this moment, both Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill find themselves on the COVID list. That I can confirm. I can tell you that they're on the COVID list because I have it up here in front of me. And oh, by the way, Jamie, they got a couple of offense, offensive linemen on the COVID list as well, which impacts their ability to do things offensively. So I don't know. what. I, listen, I know we're supposed to give advice here on the show. I know we're supposed to help people. I don't know what you do if you have Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. I really don't. It, well, you just have to have backup options because it's a scenario here where you're going to know going into Sunday. Like, you, you, we're just going to know whether or not yes. these guys are going to play. You got to so, do your work now to have the backup options so you have those choices. Yeah. And to me, the backup options for both these guys are not on their own team. So you're going to have to find other players. You know, if you start to look at, you know, tight ends that could be available, because I feel like you probably have a wide receiver that you like on your roster. Like, you probably don't need help there. But, you know, guys that I would pick up that are playing, um, particularly the guys that are playing in that 325 window on Sunday or later, so to kind of give you that opportunity to wait to the very last second if you had to. Uh, Foster Moreau is one to keep an eye on. Um, if Mike Giusecki is somehow still available in your league, that would be a guy. Uh, even if you go a little bit further down, I think Cole Komet would be one that I, I, I would target as well. Gerald Everett if you need. Those are all guys that are playing in that late slate there that if you absolutely need to wait and you maybe don't know for whatever reason, if there's you don't know at kickoff, uh, those are guys that I, I would look to pick up right away. If you're looking for like a deep, deep, deep sleeper, like everybody's picking guys up in your league to kind of block you, um, Zach Gentry, if Pratt Fireman doesn't play, 
so, I mean, those are all options for you with Travis Kelsey. At wide receiver, you probably know. Like, you probably have plenty of guys on your bench that you feel like, yeah, I, you would obviously much rather start Tyreek Hill, but you probably have a better replacement for him. The question I know we're going to get from a lot of people is, let's say hypothetically both of these players are out. What do you hey, do with Patrick hey, Mahomes? Hey, Jamie, if both Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are out on Sunday, what should I do with Patrick Mahomes? It's a great question, Chris. I'm glad you asked it. Uh, I'm still probably starting him. Um, the question would then be is how far I drop him because he's QB5 right now. I'm assuming those guys will be able to play. He'll still hang around that territory if one of the two play. If not, he's probably still going to fall to 9 or 10, but like, are you really going to start Taysom Hill or Justin Fields or Cam Newton or Tua over him? Like, I, I don't think I am. So I think you kind of have to play wait and see with Patrick Mahomes, and but I still think you're most likely going to have to start him no matter what. Uh, tell me you live in the Midwest without telling me you live in the Midwest because you called it the 325 slate in the oh, afternoon yeah. when it's the 425 East Coast slate. I catch myself doing it too when I'm talking with friends. I'm like, yeah, the morning slate. And everyone's like, the morning slate? I'm like, yeah, the game started at 11 o'clock. It's the yeah. morning slate. Uh, I'm, I remember those days. The early uh, the early starts to the NFL Sunday. Uh, Broncos, Raiders. Man, Jamie, I, I, I've said it a bunch on this show. These games, all these games, most of these games just have some big-time playoff implications too. Like you got divisions on the line. You got oh, teams yeah. jockeying for position in the AFC and NFC wildcard pictures. Just a lot of like these are de facto elimination games, right? Because the winner of this Bronco Raider game really puts themselves in a position. They got a one up on the team that they just played and it keeps themselves right in the mix for both the division, which is still somewhat within grasps and the wildcard picture. So just a lot of fun to be had here uh, this weekend. Uh, Broncos Raiders, uh, Javante Williams, I believe, has officially replaced Melvin Gordon as the top of the running back picture for you on a week-to-week basis. In the Slightly, but they're both, they're both playable. No, like, that's yeah, the but, thing. They, they, but you the, can put the, them both in your lineup, but yeah. But the flip has happened. The flip has officially happened for them. Uh, Hunter Renfro is a is a must-start, I believe, at this point uh, of the season with the way that he's um, been playing. Yeah, I mean, he's in that low-end wide receiver two category. Denver did a good job against him last time, but I still think he's somebody that has to be in your lineup. Assuming you don't have better, again, always assuming you don't have better options. There are some teams that are stacked at wide receiver where he would be like the fourth best option despite being ranked wide receiver 23. Like I answered a question about that earlier today. That's the only reason why I have that hesitation. But yeah, get him in your lineup. Um, Drew Locke is playing. So I'm actually giving a little bit of a, a slight bump for Cortland Sutton and a slight bump for Noah Fant uh, over where they would have been with Teddy Bridgewater. Fant is moved into tight end one territory again. I, I would play him in there this week. Sutton's still probably not for you, but if you're in a really deep league, like uh, I just these Denver wide receivers have been a nightmare uh, for most of the season. But uh, I'm not playing Drew Locke, but I do think he will actually help some fantasy values just because he's going to take more chances. Like the, you don't care if he turns the ball over as much, but in general, but you know it, it, he's going to take a little bit more chances down the field for his pass catchers and for the Raiders. Um, I, it's weird that we have like no updates on Darren Waller, like since he got hurt on was it Thanksgiving? He got hurt in the Thanksgiving game and like just no updates. So it's very and, strange. And you're, but, uh, and you're being Austin disrespectful Moreau. to Zay Jones on the Wednesday edition. Zay of the Jones show, is so. not, you're not starting Zay Jones. See, disrespectful. That's starting Zayman Jones. That's not his first name at all. Um, the Sunday night game, Washington, uh, Dallas Cowboys. We Positive. did a little Taylor bit. Taylor Heineke got cleared. We have, we have a clearance. We do. I did see clearance. that before we started the show today. Taylor Heineke will be back for Washington. I think that helps you uh, if you have Terry McLaurin. I think that makes you feel good about that. Um, 
I think the important thing to note is we talked about this on the Dallas side of things, that we are a little concerned about Dak in this offense. So, Jamie, with that in mind, that we do not feel that Dak looks 100%, this offense does not look all that great, what are you doing? You said yesterday on the show, starting C.D. Lamb. you got to start C.D. Lamb. What are you doing with Amari Cooper? Uh, What are you doing with the running backs there in Dallas? What are you doing with the rest of this group outside of C.D. Lamb? Like, I have Cooper at 19, and I hate it. Like, I hate it. Like, I'm staring at it, and because... And you want to change it. You're staring at it. You're like, I got to move this. I want to change it, but, like, the matchup is good. He's good. So, like, it's tough to drop him lower, but, like, I think I might end up doing it. Like, because I have to say, if I, in my heart of hearts, would I really play him over Amon Ross St. Brown this week? Would I really, really do it? I'm not sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss it around That's, my mind as, as throughout I, the Christmas holiday. I'm on Ross St. Brown. That's all the way down at wide receiver 27. I was just having a conversation of whether or not I'd play him over A.J. Brown or T. Higgins or Brandon Cooks, the three guys right behind him. You want well, to go all the way down to wide receiver 27? How far? Is I think they're all in that group. How far is Amari Cooper going to fall? He's going to be a top 30 wide receiver this week. Well, this I mean, I, I, do you see much of a difference right now between wide receiver 17 and wide receiver 29? I'm like, here to I tell don't. you, if, if Tyler Huntley plays, I'm playing Amari Cooper over Marquise Brown. I'll make that very clear. I mean, why? Mar- Marquise Brown's going to get 27 catches for 87 yards. <laughs> so, like, uh, I mean, this is that's a PPR monster. I know you play, you play in a standard league because you're I still do. in 1997, but like everybody else out here cares about receptions, Chris. On some, yeah, I don't. So that my brain doesn't work that way. Um, either get in the end zone or don't. I think I think Amari, <laughs> I think Amari Cooper is somebody that I would be willing to for you to play a hotter guy over him. To be perfectly honest with you, uh, I'd be okay with it. Liam, I think has to be in your lineup. You're still playing Zeke. Uh, Pollard is, is a potential flex play. I have Dak down at QB 10. And I feel like that's kind of where he should be. If you have literally anybody else, um, I'm still not. I don't want to drop him below like the Taysom Hills or the or the Russell Wilsons of the world. But like, it hasn't been great. But if there is a matchup where he could break out, I mean, he's in a good spot here. Dalton Schultz is a must start type of a player as well at tight end. But uh, I wish I had a little bit more confidence in this offense. It's just that like the talent's there, the matchup is there. I just don't like what my eyes have been showing me these last couple of weeks. My friend asked earlier in the show for a total in the 30s. And I'm here to give him a total. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the Monday game. (laughs) The Monday night football game. The Miami Dolphins, the New Orleans Saints, 38 and a half. You wanted a total in the 30s. Here you go. Here's a total in the 30s. This this game is going to be an eyesore. Well, so no Trevor Simeon for the Saints. And I know, I know, I, I. Taysom Hill was the starter, but he's in protocol. I don't know how that affects Taysom Hill and the rest of that quarterback room. So something to keep an eye on there. Um, Jalen Waddle back for the Dolphins. We think. We, we believe. Has he been cleared believe? off the list? Yeah, I don't think he has. No, hold on. But, you What? I thought he was off the list. Has Let me he? Check here. I know, obviously, here. the running backs were. He is not on the list that I am seeing on CBS. Okay, well, that's good. That's which great. Means that's he's greatest back. news. I, I didn't expect him not to play, but you just never know with, with these guys. So obviously, Jalen Waddle, wide receiver 12. So beyond must start Love to see at, at this point. Uh, I, I like, obviously, he should have a good game. Devontae Parker, wide receiver 29, absolutely should be in a flex spot for you. Has looked monstrous as well. Mike Jacecki, top 12 uh, tight end. So there is some fantasy relevancy on the Dolphins. And in a high-end super flex or, you know, you need some help off the waiver wire, Tua could be a starter for you. So there's some fantasy relevance there. Taysom, again, high-end flex. Like Taysom and Tua are like in that same range. Feels like every week that that, is, that seems to be the waiver wire who could I pick up debate? It's Taysom versus Tua. 
you know, you might be able to get another big game from Callaway or some of these other guys. Like, I'm not excited about starting any Saints that are not Alvin Kamara. This game's going to be weird. It's a weird yeah, game. Yeah, I, I, there's so I, many I think good, like fan, like good relevant games on the schedule, and like this one, so, it's relevant for those two teams, but it's also like, is it? So, can I ask a really dumb question? Sure. Weren't we supposed to be able to flex games into Monday Night Football by this Correct. point of the season? And they just didn't do it. And we just chose that we just we we looked at the slate and we're like, yeah, we're gonna stick with Dolphin Saints. That's what we decided. They didn't flex many games at all, honestly, this year. Well, the, we have three weeks left. They're gonna start doing the Sunday night stuff where they flex games. But we only have Sunday one night. Sunday night game left, right? Or I guess we, two, no, we, we have to they have to two. flex in a, they have to they have to yeah, but they always flex in the week eighteen Sunday night game. Like that one's never decided in advance. But I don't know. We talked we we just talked this up in the offseason of Hall. Oh, they now have the ability the ability to flex games it. into Monday night, is, and then they won't do it. And there's only one Monday night Dolphins, game. Dolphins, Saints. Because remember, like that's week eighteen is all Sunday. Week seventeen is all Sunday and one Monday. Like this is you the last what? Thursday night game of the season. There's only uh, one Monday night game after this week. Like hot take, flex Brown Steelers out of Monday night next week, please. Don't make me watch that. They should. I do not want to watch that on national TV. Flex Rams Ravens the Monday night. Football. Yeah, I'm gonna say Rams Ravens, Chiefs Bengals even. You want to put I, I Cardinals Chiefs, Cowboys? Bengals. Cardinals Cowboys. Cardinals Could be Cowboys. Two 11 and four teams battling it out. Nah, we're gonna stick with Brown Steelers. No, they probably have to, they have to probably flex it out with a CBS game because I don't think they would take a Fox game back. So they would probably have to be an AFC game. But yeah, it, it, what? But again, you're right. They, they made this whole big point. Of, oh, look, we can do this. And then literally didn't do it at all. Super. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I, I just realized, I don't know why I just realized this, but week 17, it's Bucks Jets, and Tom Brady's going to torture my soul again. I can't wait. Uh, that is that is it for us here on the, the Todd uh, Bowles preview. revenge game. That is it for us here on the uh, Thursday edition of the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Uh, Jamie, I, I think it's so important at this point of the year with the COVID list, with it being fantasy playoffs, with all the injuries, with everything that's been going on for everybody to know where they can follow you on social media to get all of your updated content. And then the website where you are updating all of these rankings as this news comes in. Yes. You can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter at Jamie Eisner TDN on Instagram. Remember to go to the DraftNetwork.com under the fantasy tab. Those link, those rankings are living and breathing and they will update every single day throughout the week. They will update it's Thursday. They're gonna. I've already updated them once since we started the show. They'll be updated again. They'll be updated on Saturday. So keep that in mind. Uh, and again, you're just gonna have to be vigilant this week if you want to be a fantasy champion this year. You're just gonna have to be dialed in to all of this COVID news over these last few weeks of the season. Uh, be as vigilant as your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. You can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio, S-C-H-U Radio. You can follow the show on Twitter at TDN Fantasy. We're back Sunday night, I believe, Jamie. Is that our tentative plan? We're getting yep. back to the normal schedule. Sunday night, we are back to record the post-week 16 show recapping all of the games that have happened over the course of the weekend. Everybody who's celebrating, have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. We will talk to everybody on Sunday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Yeah. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.